This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey man, it's Kevin Smith, the guy who feels everything he says is so important that he's got six podcasts to his name. And you're listening to Hey Fam, another podcast he's trying to get his elbow inside of, man. Spread his voice around like a virus. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is 10 years in and we <laughs> bone. bone like Fuck. we're cheating on each other with each other a decade plus and her clit slash brown slash taint area still pulls my dick. Very good, Angus. Damn. My, my name is Levins. I, wait, I'm just, I never remember you're going to do that. That's so stupid. <laughs> it took me like 80 episodes to get down with the actual intro. You've only got one more. Yeah. One more surprise. This isn't regular Hey Fam today. My name's Angus. This is Hey Fam 2049. <laughs> we've jumped ahead. Um, so today on the show, we're going to finally be properly reviewing Blade Runner 2049. I'm just, I'm fresh, fresh out of the cinema. I met him outside. I uh, Uber in my spare time. <laughs> no, um, actually, you know what? A lot of people actually thanked me for delaying the review episode. Oh, yeah? So... Who? What are their names? Uh, you... <laughs> I don't want to name them. Decade. A... <laughs> uh, yeah. No, people were like, Joe. you know what? Thanks for not... like Because we did see it early. I saw it early. And uh, maybe that's what we'll do in the future. We could do feelings and then review. Before we even talk about that movie... There's some trailers for other movies that we should talk about. Oh, hell yeah, there is. Let's get some housekeeping out of the way first, yeah, before we dive deep okay. into the baseline test. What's no, the housekeeping, house- I mean this, like some oh, regular... Course. Yeah, 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 of course. Some cool shit, because I saw something cool today, which I think is very, like, hey fam, and we, we, sh- we, we should speak about it when we do, but let's talk about the big dick trailer of the, of the week. Yeah, of course. Let's do that. Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring Gang of You singing a U2 song, I guess. <laughs> no, was it David Bowie? <laughs> Wow, uh, they're really. Um, I told you on Apple Music, I got a suggested playlist the other day, which featured that weird dad rock version of "Come Together," and that's weird when like the Beatles aren't the dad rock version of "Come Together." Like that's just that's just weird. Apple Music keeps trying to make me listen to Foo Fighters. Same, like three weeks in a row. It's Does like Dave Grohl, and it will be, but it'll be like be in the middle of like a bunch of rap songs, and then there'll just that's be a Foo so Fighters weird. song in there. Like that's not even like that doesn't even make sense on a, from a Dave playlist Grohl point of buy- view. Shares an apple and it's just like just to target me. It's the new U two album yeah. thing. He's just like, can you please start targeting Levens? Levens was a big, he was a big fan of our song Big Me. <laughs> Loves Big Me. Thinks the first album's classic. Loves the Everlong vi- film clip. That's about it. Yeah, Gondry's great. More of a Gondry fan than a Foo Fighters. Let's fan. target him. Let's get him back on it's the so Foo weird. Fighters. Train. He wants you to listen to that new album. I never will, Dave. Um, and also on the show, I want to talk about a couple games that we uh, that you should try and play before Mario Galaxy comes out in, yep. in exactly one fortnight, Angus. Unbelievable. Isn't that insane? insane. Yeah, we were a fortnight away from playing Super Mario Odyssey. That's phenomenal. Did I say Mario Galaxy a second ago? I don't know. <laughs> everyone everyone re- rewind back and let me know if I did. Uh, DM us. They are open. DM Angus. If, let DM let me, him know open. if I did. And thank me for delaying the review episode also. So, um, Angus, what would you like to talk about first? Let's, um, let's do The Last Jedi. Okay, cool. All right. I thought you might. Uh, so, the big trailer. The, I guess like the, the, this is like the main feature trailer. This is the trailer. trailer. Yeah, We've sure. had the teaser and this is the official trailer. It dropped. If you haven't watched it yet, you're crazy. Go watch it now. Or, or you're dead. <laughs> or I understand why. You don't want, you know, like movies love to spoil things for you. Right, though Ryan Johnson was just like, just watch it. Basically on Twitter. Because <laughs> he was taken out of context. Someone was like, oh, should I go in cold? And he's like, well, if you want to go in cold, go in cold. And then I think a publication took it being like, Ryan Johnson says, do not watch the trailer for huge spoilers. And it's like... He's like, I did not say this. And like retweeted it. It was just like, I didn't say anything. This is clickbait. 
He's pretty entertaining on Twitter. He's great. He was, um, I saw him Justin. today. People are. Someone was like, "Why is Chewie CG in the trailer?" And he's like, "He's not. That's one hundred percent like a guy in a suit." And then this guy keeps arguing with him right now, being like, "But the eyes are surely CG." He's like, "Again, one hundred percent." And he's just like being really like spicy. <laughs> it's Excellent. fantastic. Excellent. All like, JJ didn't spicy. do that. JJ didn't like raz the audience. You know what I mean? The fans. Ryan's more of a like whatever. Like. Well, JJ boy. didn't do it because George Lucas didn't do it. And everyone knows that JJ is just copying George he's Lucas. George. Yeah. Maybe it is George. That's Maybe he's tricked take. everybody and he's like, actually, it's like in Men in Black, like he's inside of his head or something. He's like controlling this JJ bot being like, haha, I directed two of the three new movies he'll reveal like after they say like the final cut on episode nine. A little sizzle, actually. You Funny you bring up uh, Men in Black. Yeah. Uh, I spent the first half of uh, Blade Runner 2049 thinking about Men in Black because... Um, really? Yeah, because Ryan Gosling's character is referred to as K repeatedly. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I was oh, like, wow. oh, just like Men in Black. And then I was just thinking about in all of the moments that people weren't Just talking. you and Tommy Lee Jones thought that while watching uh, yeah. 2049, just two guys on opposite sides of the world just being not able to let go. Man, I wonder if that first movie is any good anymore. I'd be very curious. I mean, we can already know what two and three are not. No, three is pretty good, right? Three's one with, I didn't say three. That's one of Josh Brolin, isn't it? When yeah, and, and um, Jermaine from Flight of Concord. That's is, is right. The He's the villain. villain. That's when he, yeah. I haven't actually I haven't, I, seen I, I haven't watched it, um, my wife watched it next to me on a plane and I kept looking over her shoulder and going like I wish I was watching that too and I never <laughs> Why did. Why were you watching I it? Know, I'm watching something else. Um 2 is horrible. That had Johnny Knoxville. All I remember from 2 is the, is the the testicle face. Oh, that's right. And like the internet reminds us of that gif every so often. It's so it? dumb. The worst yeah. ever. That movie, I, I think I remember seeing it. I think it went for like 60 minutes. <laughs> I think it was one of those movies where I was like, oh, wow, it's actually over. Like the trailers were a significant chunk. Like you could even include them in the plot. Funny you mentioned trailers. Let's talk about trailers. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, the Last Jedi. Last where Jedi trailer. Where did, where did you watch it? Uh, I watched it on my phone in a park. Oh, wow. While my son... Uh, told me it was too scary and he didn't want to watch it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It is. A, I mean, look, Archie's right. You know, kids have the kids said the darndest things and all, but this looks like a movie where not many good things will happen. You know what I mean? It this looks is, like it's the, it's a lot the, of bad it, things you know, are going to happen. It, Empire Strikes Back, the second. Uh, yeah, it just looks like it, the bad guys are really front and center this time. And Kylo's the, and the like good guys are maybe bad guys. We just don't know. What does it mean? Yeah, um, wow, I watched it at work, I told everyone to shut up, and um, made that full screen. And uh, Angus, it. I had the, the, the absolute like privilege of recording Hey Fam with you when the uh, Force Awakens theatrical trailer mm. dropped, and I think in the same amount of d- space, I think you said you'd watch the trailer 60-something times? Yeah. I've been a lot more reserved this time. Okay, yeah. How many yeah, times have you watched it? Five? Five? Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, I don't wanna... make, that's, that's personal growth. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess this is growing up. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I've watched it about five times. It's um, the music's fantastic for starters. The music's terrific in it, and it's yeah. a re- new music too. It's like they're not reusing music from other movies. They didn't get um, fuck, I can't remember which was the band that covered. Um, they didn't get Gang of Youth. Gang of Youth to or cover. come together. It's such a bummer now watching trailers where it's not a cover of a Beatles song when the heroes are uniting together playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the resistance and Poe, like I can really see them just coming together. The weirdest thing is I keep hearing um, the like the trailer songs, but like trap remixes of them when I work out now at the gym. That's so weird. Yeah, That's there's horrible. a song called like the I'm Ready for Believer. I don't know what that song is. Believer is this like in a Justice rem- League? Weirdly enough, it was at the end of that. What's that new mystery train movie with um, oh, Johnny yeah. Depp? Yeah, right. The Murder on that, the Orient Express. The, yeah, that was on. Uh, that was it, that song was at the end of that trailer today. Before that's Blade so Runner. weird. Yeah, very weird. 
like that, a that modern rock no song good. in a period piece yeah, yeah, murder yeah. film. That shit's wild. Um, but Agatha Christie, you're crazy for this shit. How how do you how are you feeling after watching that trailer? Did Phenomenal. You know I yeah, mean, this was... is what I want. This is what I love about it. Is um, you know, each you know, the, Kathleen Kennedy's said like stop calling them episodes. Like these are called. This is called the Star Wars I mean, saga. Aren't they calling them episodes? No, but she was like referred to the, this series is referred to as the Skywalker saga, which I think was almost like saying even if there will be a 10 11 12 the point of these episodes isn't like the skywalkers are done and dusted like it's going to follow the skywalker family right. the main storyline so we have anakin obviously in one to three luke and leia in um four to six and now kylo is said skywalker obviously and it just really to me that reaffirmed that because kylo is like so front and center in this it seems to be like his personal growth and his personal demons more so than this like shadowy villain which we kind of had in the first two trilogies like vader is not in the movie a lot at all in either of them you know what i mean he's kind of used like the shark in jaws or something he mm. comes in scenes and you you freak out and you hear the breathing but it's the first time we've ever had like i think we're seeing a, a super vulnerable hero a villain sorry and like a, a villain having moments of extreme weakness as well and, and following him on his journey to become a villain. perhaps be light yeah. again like remember the first movie is being tempted by the light constantly which sure. was a great slight spin like to me that's the genius of the force awakens we've had six movies of people complaining that they're being tempted to the dark side but for the first time we ever had somebody who's saying to their master like i'm being tempted to the light side again and this is weird and i love that so i think that this is like such a cool mirror image of what we've seen before and, you know, we're obviously seeing Ray training as a Jedi, but to me, it was the trailer was all about Kylo. And, like, that that shot, that you know, the shot where there wasn't, like, a dry eye anywhere to see, first of all, Carrie, again, on screen, like, just really sad, but also, like, really amazing. And that shot of him and his TIE fighter just, like, aiming at what I think is the ship she's inside. That's yeah, insane. Totally. <laughs> it's like, you really going to kill your mom now? <laughs> just, like, after you killed your dad, you crazy fuck? Amazing. I mean, it, the, it is the next logical step, though. Totally. In his defense. Like, I mean, what? perhaps it's you know, completing that. Maybe that's his mission. Maybe Snoke's like, you won't be like, you know, bad, bad until you take out both your parents or something. But, uh, visually this looks amazing too. Like really bright reds throughout. Like, while there's a shot of like Kylo's hand picking up the saber and just like bright red and the bright red on that planet crate, all the dust. Like, it just seems like a very visually, um, some interesting stuff. I mean, it's obviously looks like a Star Wars movie, but just some, some shots and some colors and stuff we haven't really seen in the palette before, which is super exciting. Was there anything that you, uh, you know, anything new besides the, the, the Kylo stuff and the potential tempting of, of Ray to the dark side? Yeah. Was there anything new that you learned from this trailer? Not so much. Again, like the Force Awakens trailers, like we don't, it doesn't really tell you what the movie is about. Like you can get ideas like, okay, Luke is getting trained, trained is training Ray. There's a fight in space. I think it. Like, it I don't it, really know. Like, it, there's no Benicio del Toro. There's no yeah. Laura Dern yet. Like, there's so much stuff we haven't totally. seen yet. It does. I don't know, at least it kind of gives you. I guess maybe our, our knowledge of Star Wars and what we what to expect from Star separate Wars movie shit, yeah. is that like you kind of know what's going to be there and what isn't. But like your description saying that you know it doesn't really tell you anything about the movie mm. is my same main complaint of the Justice League trailer. Yeah, though. Again, at least we <laughs> we know what's going to happen. I guess in this. Well, well like, the reason I bring it up is I don't feel I don't feel like I need to know more no, about about, about say, the last Jedi. This is earned. Like we've earned this. There's been six movies, seven yeah. movies before it, and so we're kind of like we know the language of Star Wars. We're seeing a teacher and a, a, a master and a student again, but again with Justice League, like the third movie in their expanded universe or whatever, and it's like very unearned. Like all these people coming together. That I think that's maybe why. And it's just like, oh, that entire trailer is just 
all the characters quipping and, and Aquaman going, yeah! Aquaman is like... The, Aquaman is wild. He's slowly just... Just this version of Aquaman is so fucking wild. So weird. He's literally like Creed frontman or something that's like just... Like that quipping scene where he's in the water or something and he's like, heroes are better apart. And then like they made Affleck like the funny guy now. I mean like, that's literally the opposite. It's like, yeah. what happened? These characters are like moody teenagers. They have so many mood swings. But anyway, wrong trailer. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> you really um, don't want to? Also, the Porg. I mean, the shot of the trailer. Chewy growling and then pan to the Porg mimicking or something. Beautiful. Stunning. <laughs> How many Porgs do you reckon are going to die in this movie? None. None? I walk out. I walk out. I walk out. As soon as one Porg dies, I'm leaving the cinema. I was hoping we could could hear the Porg making a noise so it matches up with that ridiculous noise the toy you bought makes. Yeah. Do you like the noises? I hate that noise. You really hate I haven't bought one because that noise terrifies me. Does it really? Well, I mean, I I just imagine my kids being absolutely... Like petrified of, of that thing. Are you kidding like me? Like seeing it and going, oh my god, it's so cute. And then it goes like, I mean, there's, you know, it's like a, a bird sound. Kind of. Like, 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 like a scary bird. It's like a, no, I mean, I grew up on the beach, you know, so I had a lot of like seaside birds. So maybe I have an affinity <laughs> for porgs. It doesn't They're, sound like a seagull. It sounds like, you know, like a penguin y type pelo- thing going okay. on. All right. Give it another try. I can't believe you're scared of the pork noise. This is, this is groundbreaking. <laughs> Revelatory. Um, Loving also, I mean, we're obvi- one thing the trailer does tell us is obviously Finn is going undercover, perhaps going back to the First Order pretending that he was a double agent or something. So we're seeing him in the First Order garb, but him taking on Phasma, like, just made me so excited. Like, yeah, totally. Finn's arc is so good. I love this underdog story of this guy who's not like a great pilot like Poe. He's not this amazing force user like Ray, and he's kind of, he's almost like the Han of this movie, like the everyday man who... The audience is quite, can sync up with Like he's a coward Like we've never really seen A cowardly character in a movie That's a lead You know what I mean Yeah But he wasn't a coward Like but he's he, Everyone's calling him a traitor And stuff And I just love the fact He's, he's this confused. kind of Regular guy He's got no guidance figure he, Well Han I think was it And now it's taken from him yeah, You know sure. Han was kind of This only figure he had Because all we know is He was plucked as a child And was like raised In the first order His only other guidance figure Was like Captain Phasma Or something you know Like his other p- paternal figure Who we now see fighting Against like that shot of him like taking on the, the uh, that awesome, that you know the thing that uh, the guy was using in episode seven against him and him using that on her. The traitor. Like, yes, it's so good. Yeah, I, I love um, that. The Marvel started putting out a Captain Phasma comic, which yes. like, fills in the gaps between her Force Awakens on the Force and Awakens Jedi, getting yeah. picked out. And I read the first issue and I was like, this is unnecessary. But then I saw saw her in the trailer and I'm like, oh, I really want to finish that comic. Yeah, now. cool. I've so picked gonna... it up. I've read the first one where yeah, she's like hanging out on. How many? Um, what What is your unread to read ratio of Star Wars comics that you've bought in the last three years now? Oh, I, I've got every issue, but. I'm just going to wait until like a month or something when I have no other like books to read anything and just like that's not like so you'll never read them I know the arcs I know what's happening but I'm just going to I'm going to read them it but is- I want to read them like one series at a time like maybe like 50 issues of Star Wars in a row 50 of Vader well, actually now's a great time because Jason Aaron just He's leaving. finished you know, he just finished the episode. issue just came out last week great I as reviewed it- on this week's serious issues I picked it up I'll do that I'll do the whole Aaron run who's 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 picking it Kieran up Kieran Gillen who did the great run yeah, on cool. Darth Vader awesome Kieran Gillen but the, the art is is still Salvador Rocco who I do not enjoy at all it's it really, wasn't always really, Rocco was no. it no. it was real, it's been amazing it had Eminem was the absolute high points do you yeah. Eminem um, well, I'll do that. That's great. I mean, I've read all the four-part ones, like the ones like Lando, Chewie, like the smaller later yep. ones. I just haven't read any of the ongoing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you kind of know what you think. Yeah, for sure. What did you think of the trailer? I loved it. It was incredible. Like yeah. and after watching 
Yeah, I'm sorry to keep bringing it up, but no, bring it up. It's great. Out this week. Like, like that justice. Did that League really trailer. come out this week as well? Yeah, it was like, Fuck it was like that. when we woke up on Monday, it was out. Warner Brothers are just, just they're not having a good time. Like, who releases a trailer to a movie? Well, that, it was New York Comic Con. They had to, they had sure. to do something for New York Comic Con. But like, no one like, cares. The same week a Star Wars trailer comes out. Look, like, in their defense, they didn't put it out in the same day, so yeah. they got a day where they were the most watched trailer. <laughs> But yeah, man. What? A, what? A, I completely forgot that was out because again, to me, it's basically similar to the first trailer. Like, there's not a lot of difference. We, we, in it. Like, we have not seen anything of the villains. It's just a threat from from space. Yeah, that's, and that's all, we all we see is just like CG men slamming cyborg looks and so stuff. Bad and yeah, it's just so weird. And it was just so good to see a, a trailer done right in such a short amount of time afterwards. And Star Wars like, trailer yeah. team or who like they had just. Every trailer they've made, even for the prequels, everything is just so on the money. The like, motifs they use, the dialogue they choose, the pacing of it, and they're not afraid to have like, like darkness. So they have like, sure. like when Ray delivers that final line at the end of the trailer. It's mm. you know the half of the line. It's just there's no visual on screen. Nothing. It's just black. Yes, and then she comes. I don't, I don't, just like, like in the last trailer where you heard um, Maz say like just let it in, you yeah, know? and then it went straight to that. Like yeah, totally. Like they pull back. They're quite restrained. Yeah, I'm, I'm. It made me really, really excited to see more of Adam Driver. I Same. forgot how much I loved him in Force Awakens. Kylo Ren and is like, such an exciting character. He really is. Like, for, again, it's to me, it's kind of like just the perfect. We, you know, we didn't get this with Anakin and stuff, but it's this guy who doesn't like being bad. Almost, well, he's like profoundly evil, but still, like you feel for him. Yeah, just it's like amazing. You feel for any other, yeah, yeah. Such a risky character really too. Like, it's risky him. to have yep. that character because either the audience is with you or not. But I was, I'm so like, I feel for him. Despite the fact he killed my favorite Star Wars character, <laughs> like I feel for this guy. Again, maybe that's why I like him so much. Like, what if it's like when um Snape killed Dumbledore or something, and at that point you weren't sure whether Snape was good or bad, and then you're like, "Fuck, he killed the character who's so beautiful and nice, and I hate him." And then you realize, like, man, that's just good writing. Like, someone has made me hate a fictional character more than like a person in the world. Like, that's, <laughs> that's such a great thing when that happens. I find 100. Uh, percent I'm so excited. We got our tickets midnight. Um, Fox Entertainment quarter. <laughs> Hey yo, uh, Fox Entertainment quarter at the IMAX. I'm so excited! Like we have, we get on it. We we get we we, we love that. We get on one when we have those nights. There's I'm been, yeah, so well, I mean, so before we saw Force Awakens, I had like we were like, let's not drink, and then we ended up <laughs> then we went like, and got seven drunk. drinks. And I yeah, I remember having. We did like, a Hey Fam like Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> you and me, yeah, we LPs made like dollars each at <laughs> LPs quality meats. And I'm like, shit, I got to get home. My dad's coming to watch Star Wars with us. <laughs> we're drinking like wines and so we were, and we're drinking and like Negronis and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was we were, wild. That was, we that was a great one. night. So let's yeah. do that again. <laughs> oh well, I want I want to go to. I was like, hoping to keep up the Rogue One tradition. I was going to get into some parkour this time. And oh just yeah, yeah. Do three hours of parkour before the movie. So, yeah, I think this year, even if I do get. If we if we manage to wrangle uh, premiere tickets and go see that six o'clock mm, session like mm. we did for um, Rogue yeah. One, I'll still stick around. I promise. Here, my pinky's out All for right. you, brother. If you get one, can you can you take me? <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should see. Yeah, we're definitely it. going to midnight. Yeah, yeah. It's the same group. My dad's yeah. coming again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I've seen every Star Wars movie at midnight with my dad. That's unreal. It's That's the best. So great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so onward. I mean, obviously, we're going to bring up oh, another Last thing that, Jedi so much. Oh, in for the next sure. Few it's going to be the rest of the podcast until like that and Mario Odyssey. Congratulations! This is the rest of HeyFam this year. Spoiler. <laughs> um, great news today. So, a lot of rumors were swirling around. Um, it seems like every, any person who's like an independent filmmaker gets rumored to direct Akira. Have you noticed that oh, trend yeah, this yeah, year? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, it happened earlier this year with um, Jordan Peele. Yep, that's right. After he did the Taika is now Taika Titi, yeah, yeah. And he came out with a great statement today saying, "Yes, that's true." And 
I was actually speaking to Chloe the other day. I was like, man, every fucking month there's a new director trying to do Akira. And I'm like, this, this angers me to no end. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he said uh, he would cast unknown Asian actors in the lead and set it in Tokyo. Perfect. Because I've got a script from like the one Leo was backing 10 years ago. It's so horseshit. I had a friend of mine actually. I thought you were going to say it's so horny. I'm like, oh, oh, it's right. horny. <laughs> it's Leo, baby. Um, he, uh, my friend auditioned for the role of Tetsuo, which is so weird because like he's white. <laughs> anyway, then maybe it was a spec script and they hadn't figured out how they were going to westernize the names yet. But it's so stupid. It's called um, Neo York or something. <laughs> no, New New York or something like that. Yep. It's like Futurama. <laughs> and the plot is like the rest of the world is like, Fucked up from global warming So all the immigrants moved to Manhattan I'm like that does not work And it's like And that explains why there's some Japanese people in New York And it's like Why are you setting it in New York? Like Just goes Anyway um, I thought that was a kind of cool thing And Thor um, comes out like next week I think. Yeah it was that, that was the highlight of Before Blade Runner 2049 yeah. um, I watched like a bunch of Shitty trailers, shit trailers And then the Thor one came out I was just like God I can't wait for that yeah. fucking movie That's before yeah. we get Odyssey Do you know what I'm like So excited about the Thor film? It's like keeps the Mark Mothersburg score Yes totally It sounds so good Because that's all original stuff We've yeah, heard in the brilliant. latest trailer It just sounds Or it sounds like something like You'd pop in a video cassette Like an 80s action movie or something And it's just got that like Man Because he, 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 he's um, work with like Wes Anderson films that are amazing Just and, like Je- um, Jeff Goldblum's work with Wes Anderson Oh my god like, This is basically yeah, yeah. Jeff This is basically Wes, Ad- Wes Anderson joint Isn't it It's going to feel like I, I think that, that so kind that of tone uh, It's week Week after next So it's, it's the like day two days Odyssey. before Odyssey Two days yeah. before Man um, I'm so excited Yeah me too And yeah. I just can't hide it I love it I'm, I'm so jacked to see it And um, the early reviews Of Buzz has been out And everyone's just buzzing on it Saying it's like The funnest Marvel movie Yeah sick Yeah um, So you mentioned Mario Odyssey I mentioned Mario Odyssey Get used to it everybody Get We're going to do it dickhead. a lot this year But um, So we've got two weeks um, Until Mario Odyssey comes out And before we talk about Blade Runner 2049 For the rest of the episode I just thought I'd run through A few games that I've been playing Recently on my Switch That um, might be good ones For you to pick up um, Before Mario Odyssey comes out um, Obviously What's uh, Yono like? Well, so I, I got, saw yeah, your screen then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I got a code for um, Yono and the Celestial Elephants. Oh, amazing! Which is a new um, a new game. Is it out? It's out tomorrow. Cool. How is um, it? It is. It's a, a lock. It's it, 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 it's like a kind of platformer puzzle kind of game, um, and uh, you play an elephant called Yono. Um, and I, I took a took a photo and put a photo up yesterday of like the first thing he says. Um, and it is, uh, it's, 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 it's saccharine sweet. It's a very, very, very beautiful, um, sure. little, little, uh, visual, but yeah. So it's, um, Yono, like the first thing he says when he meets someone is, um, come on, load. I'm quite, it's, um, I am an elephant. <laughs> I have come to here to help people. I have come here to help people and do my best to bring joy to the world. Oh, great! And so you basically like walk around this village and you help out the, these villages as an elephant and you like, you know, it's very, it's a very slow Puzzler. You could tell so, even from the trailer, like it wasn't a fast-paced game. Yeah, like, like he's a fucking elephant. Yeah, like, he, he doesn't, he doesn't jump. He doesn't run. But he he's, he is powerful, so he can break things. Sure. Is it kind of like the same speed and shit? Like uh, getting between the levels in rabbits. Uh, yeah, that, that's a that's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's how a good it kind pace. of yeah. Sorry, like you kind of slow. You can't jump. You can't do stuff. But it's like that puzzle type of shit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've played like the first few levels of that. It's really fun, and I think a good one to uh, tap in and out of. Cool. Um, how long is it? The uh, length? I don't know how, how long, really. 
but the, the levels are, you know the levels are a couple minutes sure so it reminds me I haven't a seen bit any now. of these games that you've got uh, see I got, I got Tumblestone as well which is me on my Puyo Puyo Tetris shit again uh, this is a, uh, a a puzzle game wow the with, art uh, design's horrible yeah it's pretty horrendous that looks like a kid made it in Flash like this is it looks like a Newgrounds like, game it's, it's like this like semi like uh, like hand drawn kind of vibe but it's like you basically uh, you have to match three squares as they come down towards you a la Tetris. Sure. Except it's a little bit more slower and methodical oh, okay. um, because you have to make sure you select the, these like yeah, the, the, the same three shapes of the same color. Um, otherwise, you're fucked. So it's like a combo of Tetris and Puyo Puyo almost? Uh, yeah, but it's also its, it's, its own thing. It's, sure. Yeah. It, 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 basically, it feels like an app on, 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 on your Right. On your it's one of those games where you're like, yeah, I see what you guys did. It's pretty good. Oh, this looks fascinating. Um, I'll get to these ones in a minute. Um, I also got uh, <laughs> Tower of Babel, yeah, which what is that? I think easily the worst game on Switch. Don't play this game. It is wow. It is it is the most shockingly bad. Like the visuals. Here's the pitch. Are, uh, I know nothing about it. But this is what they've got on their page. Get ready to enjoy. Of get ready to enjoy of a semi runner gameplay and one two three. Like it doesn't even make sense. Yep. Uh, and that kind of sums up the, this game completely. So it kind of looks like a Borderlands art style, but not done well. So it's it's basically you know, like that game on your phone, Temple Run. It's that. It's a, yeah. So it's a runner. Why is that? Why is there runner. a runner on a console? So you basically have to run up to the top of a tower and like jump over spikes and stuff like so that. Like, you, uh, you, you have one button that jumps, one button that ducks, and then if you point left or right with the with your stick, you slow down or go faster. And once you get to the top, you then have to run back down before the temple explodes. So the thing with a runner, it's um. It's perfect for a phone because it was made because there's a lack of buttons and control sticks and stuff on a on a on a on a touch screen. Like it shouldn't be a thing. Where you yeah, it's just really good. Of, there's like there's spelling errors all throughout the text in it too. The font that you chose. Oh, I know you sent me extremely and extremely triggering. It's, like it's, it got triggered as it's, hell. It's not good. at all. It just all. looks ugly. Like this is this is not good. This is why this is why not everyone should make video games. You know. So don't get um uh, Tower of Babel. Um, get Tumblestone if you've completely like. If you're on your if bullshit, you've destroyed Puyo Puyo Tetris, and now it's time to move on to another puzzler. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. Um, and then uh, Yono and the Celestial Elephants is really good. So is Lovers in a Dangerous Space yes, Time. I've been excited about this game. This is on uh, lots of different platforms. Oh, it's is a, it? Uh, it's a multiplayer game, but it does a really good job of making the um, like if, if you're playing single player, it does a really good job of you being able to direct another character to do all the second so player what is stuff it? in a really fast way. It doesn't make it slow down. Sure, the art style is gorgeous. It looks like a kid's cartoon show or something yeah. it looks beautiful so you're in space it's extremely pink and, and hyper colored yeah, it's great um and basically you and whichever pl- like, you know you can play with up to four people at a time um and you all have to do different jobs on this spaceship and oh cool so that it, round like, like death star thing is yeah the spaceship. that's Sick. right you like man different cannons someone like controls the shields yeah that's controls great the thrusters how cool um, and if you are doing it single player you have to do it all yourself have you played with anybody else not yet no cool um, I, that's great i might I've, pick it up i played like the first the first world um on my own and at no point was i frustrated a la okay. that what was that zelda game yeah the triforce heroes yeah yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was like I, there is a good game in there you just need to find two other people that have that game to play it with you to enjoy at the it. same time exactly. in the same room exactly and, so yeah um whereas this is like the single pl- single player oh, version wow. of it is actually quite fun did you buy this one uh no i got a cover this oh one awesome when so, did it come out uh this one came out just last week yeah sick i'll have to pick that up um yeah uh so I'll, I'll be checking in on uh, definitely. I'll give you good updates on um, on Yono and the Celestial Elephants and Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Um, and then there are a couple of other games that I haven't managed to check out yet. I'm gonna scroll up there and guess that'd be super helpful if you remember a bunch of like indie darlings. So like Axiom Verge. 
Yeah, this um, looks amazing. Which is like a. Um, Do you have this? No, not yet. Um, I might buy this one very soon. It's Fuck. like basically it looks like it's, it, it, it looks, looks like, like a cyberpunk well, Metroid. It, it's like it's a Metroid game basically. Like the the guy who made it is made by one guy, just like Cave Story was. <sighs> Um, who did he did all the visuals, all of the all the Is this on multi consoles? All the music, everything. Multiple consoles. Uh yeah, it was already on PS4 and Steam. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, now it's on Switch. Um if you uh want a classic style Metro game, um and you know you know the the, the likelihood of us getting a Metro game on the Switch is ages away. Yeah, have Axiom Verge. This it's, looks it's beloved. Yeah, the art style's gorgeous. It honestly looks like a cyberpunk version of um Metroid, right? Yeah. Is definitely. that what you're picking up? It's yeah, like definitely. nightmarish cyberpunk shit, like Kind of um, Ghost in the Shell almost. Yeah, the visuals are incredible yeah, too. Yeah, this looks amazing. Um, oh. Also just out is a, a Switch port of Oxenfree, which was a game that a lot of people loved a couple of years ago. It's a story-telling oh, game. that's out now as well. Holy shit. Um, yeah, it's it, it's crazy. I feel like a lot of publishers are just really trying to get their games out before Odyssey comes out. Yeah. So that we're, getting, we're getting like 18 <laughs> this, games this a week on This looks phenomenal, Oxenfree. I can't wait to play Oxenfree. Um, yeah, it's, you play like a, a bunch of teenagers. Um, I play a bunch of teenagers every day, dog. That's what I do. Um, and I then finally, um, Stardew Valley. Um, yes, which I picked is, up Stardew. I haven't, I haven't uh, managed to pick it up or play any of it yet. Have you played much of it? Yeah, I've played it, but I'm also... Um, I was like, I'll play this for a few minutes before we watch a movie. And then that became like an hour. And then it, um, it was like, it was great. But I was like, okay, I'm going to stop playing. And I want to concentrate on it. I, like, I can see it becoming the Animal Crossing type of game where I pick it up and do shit for half uh, 15 minutes every day. And it's another game that was made by one person. Um, if you like, it was his kind of love letter to the Harvest Moon It's very series. Harvest Moon, yeah. Um, and you basically like, you do a bunch of farming, but then you, there's also like a dating there's relationship and, um, like, type yeah. of stuff. Yeah, at the moment I've met almost everybody in town and I think I'm only a few days in, but I've uh, planted my parsnips and I'm waiting for uh, my first harvest. So I've, uh, I've allowed myself to play little bits of these games. I didn't buy Stardew Valley because I know that that is such an amazingly huge investment. Yeah. I'm trying to finish my, my book, which I'm past the halfway point. I'm actually confident I'm going to be able to finish it by the end of next week. Yeah, that's week. massive. So wow. I'm, I'm on a good, good going now. I broke, broke through my writer's block and I'm smashing out. I'm writing about... Uh, at the moment, the working title is um, The Boy Who Hated Vegetables... But every time he ate vegetables, they gave him superpowers, which is a conundrum to say the least. That's a very That's the catchy name, title. It's the name of the, my Google Doc. I think they should like. just call it um, Dude Food. <laughs> Fuck. The second release of it, though. After the first <laughs> release fails. Dude Food. Like I'm Andrew Lemons has only written Dude That's Food. That's amazing. Because <laughs> it's about a dude who eats food. Like, it's literally, really, fuck, it's you're going to be in a board point. meeting soon and someone in a suit's going to turn to you and be like, have you thought about calling it Dude Food? <laughs> I guarantee you. That's hilarious. Um, um, and then also on my PS4, I, um, I started Nier Automata. I started it. The Square Enix game. How is it? I'm like four hours in. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's so good. Can I borrow good. it when you're done? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I'll, I'll steal Persona because yeah, you're, you're never going to play that shit. Yeah, I'm playing it after Odyssey. Oh, really? Oh, 100%. Okay, no, cool. I d- the thing is, I got it and then we got Rabbids. Yep. And then, like I told you, I'm a guy who can do like one game at a time. I yeah, find yeah. it hard to jump through different stories I'll, I'll, and stuff switch is really making me balance like 10 at a time it's like yeah really... it's hard so i was like i've almost um finished rabbit's story i uh, ha- haven't been gaming a lot lately but you've um, been too busy watching three hour movies at the movies i just go to the movies for the f- like I, I spend a minimum of five hours like getting to and from films watching films being in the cinema it's my thing lately uh but, but yeah I, i'll probably finish rabbits tonight so near automata I think the best thing I can do to sell you on it, it's like, you know, this oh, you know, I'm already like sold big on it. future kind of, you know, you're, you play someone. You know I'm a big future a guy, don't you? Um, and, uh, you know I'm but, about cyborgs and future. But it really feels like Phantom Pain to me. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow, in the, what the gameplay? The or? gameplay and um, storyline. Not or? so much a story. Oh, actually, the storyline is batshit crazy Japanese shit. So yeah, oh, in, wow. a, in a way that. But um, just that there, it, it is like a it's semi open world in the same way that Phantom Pain was, and you just kind of okay. walk around this area. I didn't know that. Collecting at all. shit, hunting. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, it's fucking great. I saw the trailer, and I guess you don't have an idea that that's open world from a trailer. Totally. You know? And um, the uh, it's a sequel, isn't it? I don't know. I think it's a part two. Yeah, right. Oh, to another game. But I was going to say, are you? That was my question, and obviously the answer is no. I was like, doesn't matter if you haven't played the first one. Yeah, is it? Is near? Is all right. We'll have. A, we'll, we'll look it up. We'll I look swear it, up. it is. I'm 99 percent sure. Well, you know what? I'm, I don't care about the number 99. <laughs> I'm only here to talk about one 20, number. 2069. 20, 2049. Oh, <laughs> 20, the, the, is the porno made yet? Like the Blade Runner 2069? Surely it has to be right. What would, would you reckon that big blue hologram girl? Would fuck Ryan Gosling. Oh, totally. It? She fucks the city or something. She fucks the city. Yeah, great, perfect. Um, so let's yeah. talk about Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um, you you, so you gave watched a- Blade Runner: The Final Cut last week. You were halfway through. Yeah, and I watched it again yesterday. Cool. Um, because I I watched my, the my, I watched it on my phone, and then uh, everyone in the Hey Fam Hot Takes group gave me shit for yeah. watching movies on my phone. Fuck yeah, David Lynch hates you. I love watching movies on my phone. I like I do it in bed at night when it's all dark and I have a screen right up against my face like a healthy person. It's everything about that sentence is so upsetting. <laughs> like I'm not a snob about what you should watch things on screen size or something, but a film like Blade Runner definitely needs to be seen on a screen that's somewhat bigger than an iPhone. So I watched it again. I mean, I, I have seen it at the movies before. You saw it with your dad. That's right. <laughs> Outside. Like, like, like all good kids. And um, I, uh, I watched it on, on the television yesterday. Yeah. And um, was very, very excited to see 2049, which I just saw today. So you were in the zone. You were in the universe. You were set up thematically. You were wondering about feelings and whether things that aren't born naturally can have feelings. Yeah. The, the, the main reason I watched it a second time was because I really wanted to like... Uh, all the visual cues that I knew that the sequel was going to kind of touch sure. upon. Yeah. And like you immediately, you get one, like a, you get a, one a, straight away. Straight one when he throws, uh, when the, when the replicant, uh, shoves Ryan through Gosling the through, through the, through the, first the wall. shots and eye as well. Just yeah, like, totally. Just yeah. like the first film. So you went in today. Cause you know, I wouldn't have remembered that, that, that Harrison Ford gets shoved through a wall. <laughs> it's such as a great moment. You, you, got, you can't like, you know, when you're watching movies on your phone, it's like, is that a wall? Is that a truck? Is that a wall? Yeah, is, is that a car? Is that even Harrison is it, Ford? Is it the letter P? <laughs> is this, yeah. Is this Blade Runner? Is this thing on? <laughs> but I'm glad you took the time to see it on a big screen. That's made me quite happy. Cause it's, you know, like I said, Star Wars is a very, I never like I put it on list, but it's like it doesn't count because it's star- it's more than movies to me. It's that weird. I, I'm not a casual fan. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> I, I I go deep. So Blade Runner is probably like my favorite movie. Yeah, right. Outside of like Star Wars is obviously number one, but I don't actually Count I wouldn't include that. Show. It would be Blade Runner. I'd say it's a movie I've watched more than any other film. And um, I don't know. It's just I don't know if it's because it was my dad's favorite movie and we had a poster in the house, so it's been synonymous with my life in a big way. But it was just this film, which I knew it as this cult movie for years. So I'm still blown out. And I think I touched on that there's a, like a big budget sequel. Like, because it was a movie that tanked when it came out. Mm. Critically and um, financially it tanked. This one's only tanking financially, the new one. It's like maybe in the third what one. What a step up. <laughs> maybe the third one, it might make some damn cash. I, don't, I just don't know. But it's, it was this little movie that not a lot of people knew about or people found boring. Like friends of mine hated it as a like 14 and 15 year old. But I don't know if it's because I lo- loved anime as well. And it was t- it's kind of like seeing real life anime in a lot of scenes, a lot of concepts that you could pull off in a comic or, or a cartoon. It, it, it was a lot of stuff like that being realized. But I don't know what it is. But again, it's like it's probably my favorite movie, I'd say. So I um just to uh, so that's my, my relationship with just the movie. To, yeah just to give my thoughts so I uh, I watched it with my dad 
when I was a teenager. Moonlight and then Baby. I, then I saw it again on on on. Uh, on and you DVD think it was the final cut, later. don't you? Or the director? It was cut. definitely yeah. Similar. There was no there was no there was no narration over the top of it or anything like that. Thank um, fucking Christ. And uh, and which was cool because Dad had seen the version with narration before he and he was like saying how much better it was. But so he was saying the new one was better. Yeah, the new one yeah. was so much better. Yeah, yeah. unanimously. Right? Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dad, I wasn't trying to throw you under the bus there. Um, but <laughs> just, just, just shaming your dad. So having having seen this movie twice when I was a teenager, mm. um, I was like, I really had to. I was like, there are some movies that I, I, I've seen as a teenager that I don't need to watch again before a sequel comes out. Sure, Blade Runner. I was like, okay, I remember what it looks like. I remember that final that final speech, the soliloquy that, about that, tears and rain. Exactly, I remember that so vividly. I have no idea what the fuck happened in that movie besides that. I, you know I, remember the pro- I remember the robot Not prostitute getting shot. And so rewatching it, I was reminded like, yeah, like, so I think these movies are incredible. And this is like this is my, this is like something that, that I noticed again for not all of like the, in the, in the last third it cha- my, my my opinion on this changed um, in twenty forty nine but f- I think it is such an incredible looking movie both of them are incredible mm. looking movies um, and tonally just like so dedicated to the world and it's so admirable that they've managed to like you know keep to this tone visually sonically like even uh, from a script point of view you know it's so dry but. It's a risk. Like, the imagine char- trying to make a movie like this and expect, you know, in a world, and I'm not writing off the Fast and the Furious films, but they are in the complete, op- I love them. They're, they are in the complete opposite, like, end of a spectrum. If you're putting Hollywood blockbuster was the spectrum and one end is 2049 and the other end's Too Fast, Too Furious. Like, you know, no shot in a Fast and Furious film lasts more than two seconds, I'd say, or, you know, it's huge, it's bombastic, where these shots for like lingering, solitary, lonely, 100%. just, it's, it's such a risk to be like in a world where, in a world where like. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns, but a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. You know, these movies are global success stories. To release this, like it even still, that's what I was saying before, it blows my mind that a sequel for this slow kind of, like you said, like you were like, I don't even know what really happens in the first Blade Runner. To me, the answer is not that much. Yeah. Like it's a movie that's totally about scene and you know, but, but, me, lover of fonts. Like yeah, it's yeah. about the it's 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 so much about an aesthetic and a feeling. It's For like sure. it's like an art it's almost like a student. But film. so I remember that, but you just said not much happens in it. I couldn't remember anything plot wise that happens in it. I couldn't remember I, I I was like, Oh, that's what a Blade Runner is. Oh right. When I when I rewatched sure. it again. Um and I think it's because and I know this is 100% like part of the, the tone they're going for. The, everything is so dry in this movie mm. and cold, especially the characters. Totally. To the point where I would argue that there are no characters in Blade Runner. 
Yeah, like it's, certainly it, not one that you form any attachment to as a as a as a as a, as a, as a viewer. Yeah, no, I, I get. I think for me, in both movies, the character who I like the most are both replicants. Roy, for me, is the one I feel with the most in the first one because. In a movie where everyone's dry and emotionless, he's what I love about Rutger Hauer's performance is he's like a teenager romance in some scenes, like passionately. Like he's he's got a four year lifespan and he's experiencing emotions that we get to spend like you know a hundred years developing and feeling. And I, to me, he, he he translates that so well. Like he's menacing, he's comedic in parts, and he's just this kind of teenage oddball of emotion so I, I and i feel for him in that and rachel and I, I think those two are the characters that i care about the most she's this girl who's like i've just found out i'm not real which is huge and then i think in this film like i felt so bad and in a way and felt so much for ryan gosling's k i was just like he's so emotionalist and just basically a dog to the police and like you see like him being intimidated by other officers because he's a replicant and yeah i felt for the replicants in both films like i don't give a shit about the humans yeah i think i I definitely did by the end of the movie but for Mm. that first half even the first two thirds like i i i enjoyed ryan gosling's performance without connecting to it in any way at all um funnily enough the the character i connect to the most in the first in the first movie is um the guy who daryl hannah Meets. Oh yeah, JF Sebastian. Who has the um that's right, JF Sebastian yeah, he's who, great. Ha- who has the um the the disease and he's stuck on off world uh, he's on earth because he's not healthy enough to go off world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. I, that, he's the guy that I relate to and I love that he's like, great. I love that you never actually see him die even though he no. I, I love that, you know, like they they both that get in the elevator and together and, and then only only um Rick, Rick, uh, uh, come, Batty gets out. comes out. Yeah, I thought that was really great. He's a great cat and you know I kept thinking and again before we go on to the first one, I was like, you know how you see him in his apartment making little toys and yeah, yeah. I was like Joy, you know, the character in the new film. I'm like, I wonder if that was like, you know, this film's version of this guy who has a toy that he hangs out with because he's lonely and he sits at home with these bears and soldiers and stuff. And I'm like, Joy is kind of this film's version of that. Like you can buy a product that is your friend or whatever you want it to be. And it's at home waiting for you in a world where no one is, I don't know. And I said this to you in a chat or to other people, but I I felt so lonely both times I watched 2049. Like there's barely any shots with more than a person in it. A lot of the time it's a single person or it's a person with a not real person or it's a series of not real persons. So like it's a um, very lonely film. I got so lonely watching yeah, it. Yeah, we did a spoiler-free review of it last week. Um, but you've been you've been sitting on it. You've, you saw it again. I saw it again, yeah. And you, last week you said you, know, you weren't even ready to do a proper review of it because you weren't sure what you thought of it just yet. Yeah, the first time I don't think I blinked and... <laughs> Like you said, and it's kind of like what, like these movies, like you said, the, the dedication, I think, they, it results in you remembering how you felt seeing such, and I don't mean awesome in the like radical dude sense, I mean in truly awesome visual, like they, they are awesomely visual, both films. Definitely. And you remember those visuals more than you do certain things because of how striking and how unique they are. And I think that's what I had with 2049 because it's, I was so visually... I knew how I felt visually by what I was seeing on screen, but I, I, I then had to see it again um, to see it from a, like a different perspective, which sounds yeah. so terrible and wanky. So let's, let's open the, the spoiler doors. What did you think of, uh, of Blade Runner? I think, it's like a, I, I think it's terrific. I think it's a great film. 
I don't think uh, there's no such thing as a perfect movie, mm-hmm. except The Last Jedi. I think <laughs> might be the first one because Mark Hamill's in it and he's talking this time. See, that's the reason why The Force Awakens wasn't perfect. Motherfucker didn't talk. Um, so we will see but the perfect film. But he said film. more words than the entire script with just his eyes in that final final frame. And that's that's such a Blade Runner move, actually. <laughs> that's the same thing. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I think it's a great film. I can't believe it exists. I'm so obs- I love science fiction. I love. It sounds so terrible. Like, I love anime. I love cyberpunk. Like, oh, your girlfriend a, just left the house. A fedora just appeared. She, she, oh, she's taking all her bags with her. A fedora just, like, appeared on my head. And a vape pen. It's just, um, but it's just, yeah. And like, a hentai body filler. <laughs> oh, I thought that was uh, my co-host. But, um, yeah, it's just, man, I, I, I love these films. I love the universe. And to see this next story in a universe we've only seen what I realized was a couple of streets of well, I was, I was so sold and I, I really respect the fact um, it's a different score. It would have been so easy. This is what I was kind of saying last week. Like the force awakens was obviously let's do a star Wars movie. This is obviously a blade runner movie, but a lot of the visual cues, it would have been so easy to recreate the first film and have hundreds of like porn, porn style shots of, uh, Los Angeles and neon signs and stuff, but I'd say for a three-hour movie, there's probably about two minutes of that. Like, yeah, yeah. which is great. Which I was like, I, that's fantastic. And they're from different. They don't just try and recreate the same shots. They don't the at all, movie, which yeah. is amazing. And I, I really like. I loved that so much. That's what I was saying. Like, this was like, let's be different. Like, we're seeing outside of Los Angeles for the first time, which I was felt stupid watching. Going like, oh, I've never once considered what the rest of the world looks like. You just you like. LA 2019 is almost like a world unto itself that you just accept that's the world of Blade Runner. But it was fascinating to see like Greater California and like San Diego, this like look like Mad Max esque. And more of the LAPD. More of the LAPD, more of that um, building. When you see like the full LAPD, that looks like Mega City One from Judge Dredd. Totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, seeing like this farming system and seeing Las Vegas, I was like, oh man, this is great. And everything looked so different to LA. Which I loved. And seeing that LA's got this like dam almost around it now and stuff. Like it was just, I, I loved seeing that. And I, I think I said it last week. It's now like the first movie in this are like short stories, chapters in a book of short stories about this universe. Like you can go anywhere now. But it was, it's still a sequel to Blade Runner. So it still had to not be this wholly separate thing, you know. And um, did you know anything about the plot before going in? Nothing Which at all. Which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Which I, is great. I made sure of it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's good, like the the market would have been so easy. Like this is full spoiler territory. Yeah, of course. The, the biggest biggest difference between the two movies is how, ex- like, how exponentially more plot driven this From the movie get-go, is. Yeah, exactly. It's just like it's the plot is there. Fun fact: before we go in, um, do you know the opening scene is literally what the opening scene of the first film was supposed to be? Oh, really? Uh, uh, Blade Runner rocks up to a farm. This guy walks in. I was just watching a doco then, actually, and it's the same helmet and everything. This oh, wow, that's There's a cool. pot on the stove. Yeah, yeah. And he's just sitting there waiting for him, and he's like, do you want to try some? And he's like, no. And then he shoots him. And they've obviously extended it for this and talking about miracles and stuff, but it was in the original. There were storyboards and that's everything. Unreal. That's And it's so the same cool. screenwriter who wrote the first Blade Runner. Oh, I didn't know that. That's same amazing. Guy. So he's like, I got my scene in. That's great. He's just like, he wanted to open the movie with a farm and this like house and... Which now I'm glad the first Blade Runner didn't open with because you've got to open with like bla- like flames of fire and you yeah, know, fuck. yeah. Like, like essentially hell and uh, it was so good to see that that opening made it in like definitely verbatim almost shot for yeah, shot yeah. spin it landing like it's all there it's crazy so the, I, there was there was so much that I really really enjoyed about this movie there was a moment towards the middle 
Um, actually, I can tell you the exact fucking moment that I was like, oh, I really don't like this part. Yeah. Guess which part I fucking hate. The threesome. Hated. What's the threesome? Oh, no, the sex. Oh, that, that was like the, the whole her. Um, uh, yeah. Blade run her. Blade run um, her. Uh, so, yeah, the... Um, I wonder if this script was around earlier because this has been in development for so long. I'm wondering if that storyline even precedes her. I, haven't I, I loved the, her noticing the difference between his code and her code. And like... Yes. I think there were there definitely... there was That was actually pretty captivating. No, I, I think so. I just Gosling said that sol- because I know that's a scene that's like me, people either love or hate that. That's why I just guessed that scene. Ryan Gosling sells the fuck out of all of... Kind of or, or every scene he's in, I think. Totally. Um, he's likable. Like, I didn't find... I don't find Deckard a likable character. Um, I do in the original Blade oh, Runner. I do in this. I do yeah, in this. Yeah. Like this movie makes him a better character. Um, but uh, come on, you, you take another guess. What scene do you think I fucking hated so much? It's so obvious. Everyone that listens to Hey Fam knows what I'm talking about. Tell me, Jared Leto. Oh, duh. Sorry. Oh, Holy yeah. Sorry. shit, man! I blocked that trauma Why out the of my head. Fuck. Like people. Sorry, are, I blocked all, that. All, all, I'm re- all I'm reading is people going like, "Oh, he's not that bad." That was appalling. I, I think I preferred his Joker. No, I. Come on, think about what you're saying. He didn't have um, he was so billionaire rapey. tattooed on his forehead. At least, I mean, like, I'm sure maybe he was told to be rapey in this, but I can't. Like, he is a sex pest. He is one, and IRL. he's playing a sex yeah. pest. And it was too. It was too. Gross. Oh yeah, he was terrible. And like, the, when he slices open that girl's belly, yeah. and like he's like touching her and blah blah blah, and like, like you know. What disgusting things did he do to like get in the mind of that character? Like that's all I could think about. What did he send Harrison yeah, Ford exactly. before coming like, on the set of this movie? What did movie? he send the the, woman, the actor who played the woman that he cut open? Like I don't know. She just got paid. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. maybe her paycheck. Yeah, but like fuck, man. I, I I and also like you didn't. He didn't die or anything. I was like, at least we're oh, gonna see this a, guy die. Yeah, leaving it open, I guess, for a sequel. Oh or something. man, he was horrible. And like I, that was that, that for me. That. That extended long scene where he was just going on, like I, that dialogue was shit. It was so it delivered. No, so his badly. delivery is terrible. His delivery is yeah. so bad. I don't know what what voice he, he was going for. He's in a different for. movie to everybody else in the, those well, scenes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe everyone refused to. Oh, he did have the, the the scene with Harrison Ford a bit later, but like, I found him a lot more tolerable than the Joker. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I guess because I hated everything else in Suicide Squad. Yeah. So in comparison. That was that he was almost fine. has the same amount of screen time in this as he does in yeah. Suicide Squad as well. Man, I just like that. I, I was I guess in a three-hour movie. I like, I can't believe I forgot he was in it. Yeah, well, that's but amazing. that's why when you're like, come on, I was yeah. like, I don't know what he's talking. I was like, oh yeah, Jared Leto's in it. I forgot about that. But I hated his like, you know, that those weird little like drones that flew around. Him oh, I love that. Like that. No, I, I love like, that oh, concept. I love that. I so he can see. Yeah, I get that, obviously, but I just think, I don't know, it was just like a bunch of Bluetooth earpieces following him around with no, eyes on it was, I, I like that. I, I thought that was very cool. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, those whole, I didn't like the writing in that se- in those scenes. I didn't like sure. his character. I didn't like, I just like those scenes. I was just like, man, I fucking hate this. And I was so wrapped into the movie that when that scene happened, it, it pulled me you. right out of yeah, it. And then it actually sucks. took me like another half hour to get back into yeah, the movie. Wow. I was like... Is that just because of Leto, do you think? Like, do you I, think it was I, another The Leto actor? effect. I actually, I fucking detest Jared Leto. Likewise. Like, I... Yeah, I think he... I like, If anyone has seen Maybe a movie, my a good movie in it, was but, literally blocking it. Like, I just yeah, yeah. completely forgot he was in it then. Which is just, so bizarre because yeah, I've just, seen it twice. Ugh, like, that was... It, was it didn't so, have that effect so on bad. me. Like, I'm like, okay, he's in this movie and I'm going to have to watch him in it. But he featured in it a lot less than I thought he was going to be. Like, this has was... been a week of Hollywood Hollywood, Hollywood men being like bad revealed times. for all the bad people they are. Mm. Where are the letter stories? <laughs> reveal this man. Where as are the they? Trash he you is. know what? He's probably going to... Get him re- out of my movies forever. He's probably going to reveal them himself and say it's like method acting for playing yeah. Harvey Weinstein or something. 
Yeah, um, but look, aside, I th- honestly, I, I think all my problems with that with with my mo- with that movie stem from just how what a bad mood I was in after his big scene, mm. um, and then then it, once the movie got going, like half an hour or so after that, like I, I got really really into it. Like, I was so like, Gosling sells the fuck out of this movie yeah, to me. Gosling's he is so good. He's man. incredible like, in it. He, have you seen AI? No. Sure. So he reminds me similar, uh, somewhat Law. similar of Jude Law's yeah, right. um, robot character in it, um, Gigolo Joe, which is again his name's Joe. And right. Very similar in that sense, where he's this kind of sad, knows what his job is, what he has to do, but his life is like quite pathetic. Like think of that Deckard's apartment and how it's quite lavish and full of photographs and half drunk things, and then you see Kay's apartment in this, and it's like a solitary. It's like a prison cell. It's like yeah, a, totally. a, a desk and a chair, and that's it basically. And he spends all of his money on this um, AI girlfriend, <laughs> which is crazy. You know, he's like collecting his bonuses. And it's like, to me, I, I was loving this story of, oh, like the next evolution of the Blade Runner storyline is what if AI has AI? Yeah. Like, it's like, what if a dog has a pet dog? You know what I mean? And I thought that I, I, I never once considered that. And when they started exploring that in this film, I thought that to me, to me, that was a super fascinating theme. It made like the idea, I was like, Man, twenty. Like the first Blade Runner is so high tech. Like they have these flesh and blood humans. Like, how are they going to make that seem retro in a movie that's set thirty years later and is more technically advanced? And to me, the, they did it via theme, and it's the theme of AI having AI. And I, I, I was like, I, I, I was like, that to me was like the lightning in a bottle of this movie. Like a storyline that I was captivated in about a romance between the thing that's man-made and his thing that's man-made, and he knows it's a product and why was I captivated by this thing where like he was invested? She's just a robot said to say like, it's, it was just fascinating. I didn't think that um, this movie ever stooped to some of the crassness from the first movie in terms of like sex. No, Um, it almost makes you look at it in a new light because that scene where, and again, it's a Lido scene. I'm sorry, but when he's like saying to Deckard at the end, what I, we've got to say before I say this next thing, Hats off to never saying whether Deckard's a replicant or not. It's still up to you. Totally. Like, amazingly, like, gives you evidence for both. Rats off. Rats off to you, uh, Danny. But that scene where he's like, did you think that you were... Where Wallace um, says to Deckard, like, or, you know, you fell in love with her that moment then, or did you wonder why? Like, were you programmed to fall in love with her the moment you saw her and then, like, pursue her as this, like, sex bot to procreate? Like, because... Again, on the second viewing, the first time you see him, he's like, Tyrrell's final trick was replicants that could give birth. So, like, his character's of the impression that it was actually his, like, design for these replicants to meet and fuck and make a baby. And he can't crack it, which is why he's so pissed off or whatever. But also, how old is his character meant to be? I don't know. Because you reckon he's been making, like, amendments to himself to make himself appear younger? Or I don't know. Could be. Yeah, that's a great... Or another thing I was saying, is he a replicant? Is that why he hasn't got his right. eyes in? Yeah, sure. Like, has he purposely removed his eyes and has, like, a blind guy's eyes in there so he's not susceptible? Like, is, is it a tyrol product? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it makes me think of that scene, again, like, the weird... That weird scene in the first film, which is, like, very hard to watch now with him and Rachel, where he's, like, grabbing her and saying stuff. Kiss me. But I'm like, is that because now he, if you, if you choose the path that Deckard is a replicant, is that him literally performing his duty being like, we have to procreate? Like in right, Wally sure. with Eve, yeah, where yeah. she's like, has to go back to Earth. Like the moment, as soon as she scanned like the green, the green like tree on Earth, and you know how she has to go back. <laughs> yeah, of course. All I can think now is like, was Deckard like had a raging heart on? If, he, if you choose the path that he's a replicant, um, Ridley Scott is firmly of the belief that he is. Harrison Ford isn't. It's great. I love the fact neither's right or wrong. Yeah. 
But if you do choose that avenue, then to me, it, it almost like retcons that first terrible scene, which is hard to watch a bit differently now. And it's like, he's a replicant trying to be like, we have to have this procreation, which I'm not even aware of because the guy that made us is making us do it. Yeah, totally. Which I th- that's all, sorry, I might have been a sidetrack to what you were going to say, but I thought that was really kind of an interesting um, way it made you look at stuff from the first film. Definitely. I thought it was absolutely incredible that... Um uh, we didn't see Harrison Ford until oh, so late into the I thought movie. We're gonna get, I forgot he was in it. Yeah, yeah. When I got to that scene, when I when you saw the bees. No, I was Vegas. like, I was like checking myself. I'm like, wait, he was definitely using the promotional material yeah. for this movie. He's I forgot, and then movie, I saw right? the scene, and I'm like, oh yeah, Harrison Ford's in this, and I was yeah. like, man, I was captivated by a Blade Runner movie which had like no Harrison Ford in it for two hours. Like that's that's a pretty good job. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought those shots were absolutely gorgeous. The Vegas shots. So that that totally replaces like the high, the, the you know the, the the standout scene of the first movie oh, with, totally. with the toys and that's... You know, where he's tra- and he's tracking down is it Chris? Uh, Pris. Pris. Yeah. Um, Daryl Hannah's Darryl, um, yeah, replica. Right. And and she's sit- sitting in the middle. Who's kind of by got that toys. vibe? That new girl marionette, the one that came to um sleep with Kate. Yeah, totally. she was like such an ode to Pris. I thought definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, but instead they're in in like the the Vegas showroom, surrounded by holograms of like how amazing Elvis was that scene with like Elvis? It was and brilliant. I love jumping how... through all the time cycles. Oh, it was excellent. The lighting was, that was crazy. So well done. That's one of the best scenes I've seen in a movie this and year. And it's I like I I've got goosebumps literally while you're talking about yeah, it. Yeah. Seriously, and just it was quiet and black, and then like explosion of. I thought the sound design in this film was wild. I've been thinking about the score a lot too. I mean, Vangelis's first score is just like a, a work of art. I mean. It's his masterpiece, I think. Yeah, it's one, probably my favorite thing of watching that it's movie his masterpiece. the second time. I pretty much, I, and then I once it had finished, I left the music from the menu because I bought it on iTunes. Oh yeah, yeah, just and play it, on the it's menu. It's so book. good, bro. It's the best. And that, then did you stick around in the in the credits for twenty forty nine to yeah. hear the all the different the variations? variations? Yeah, yeah the, that was great. What I loved in that first movie, there is a. I was speaking about it with somebody, um, and we were speaking about the score and how different it is, and how Vangelis never works on sequels, which is why he didn't do this one. He's like, no, I can't recreate. And he's like, and I appreciate that Ridley's not doing this one either. And he's like, I don't want to do it like Ridley is. I can't do the same thing again. Our boy Hans Zimmer took Hans that, back. Took and man, the first movie's got this, it's like a jazzy romantic type of score. You know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. A warm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's warm and jazzy. And it, but it, to sexy. me, it suits the era because for sure. you, you see the film and everybody's dressed like 40s, 50s, Bogart, Bacall. That's the type of fashion uh, in the film. And so that 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 scores like it's a warm warmer time I think not in global warming but the, the world of twenty forty nine to me is so ugly and a lot more lonely and there's no warmth where the first the the twenty nineteen to me there's more warmth in the world in the story and I thought the score was so ugly in parts like these shots of him writing it's just great like the, it was such a like you can't see anything and when he turns that corner at the start and you kind of see the neon lights like underneath the city and these huge blocks and then just these large visceral it almost sounds like a chainsaw the score and i was just like this score is so perfect for the world of 2049 i thought i mean it's such a different yeah score. i really enjoyed there were definite moments though where i realized oh just zimmer just yeah. like you know where, where like you know it's just loud I, there's like, a bit where i feel was where he's sitting in that like outdoor dining area and the score is so ugly it's just like this chugging sound of a um Synthesizer, and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect for this movie. Like this, yeah. this movie to me is so like the world is so ugly." But then when, when he when like I don't know when he when he sees the bees and stuff like that, it's just like just as like <laughs> bashes. That's like, that reminds me though. Those that's from the first Blade Runner, like the opening. You know how you hit, get those like 
Yeah, yeah, but there's no wheel. I want True. the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. Like the that most. That to me remind. That was like the most Vangelis part for me. Sure. I thought, and obviously him sitting on the steps at the end. What did you think of the memory making scene? Yeah, it was great. I thought it was great. I loved like analog technology things she was using. Like, yeah, it was, totally. Like, a camera yeah, yeah, lens yeah. And so wild. Th- I love the fact that like the idea of memories. The first film touches on it with the photographs, but I, the I, unicorn, I really liked that the, the memory. The unicorn dream. The unicorn dream. I, I loved seeing the. The, the memory making I just love learning more About the world And like learning these rules Like I'm a subcontractor Who makes memories And you're not allowed To put your own in there It's illegal And just all this shit And then I don't know I, I, the, Well the big twist That, that she's the child Yeah not, What did you think him. of that That was incredible It was very well done I felt I for him That's when I felt so bad for him Totally he Me too he was special Yeah, yeah that's, what I, that's what I was saying so long It wasn't until It wasn't until Harrison Ford And Ryan Gosling Sorry whatever the fuck Their real names are Deckard and um, If I thought for one second I would remember the names Um, We don't have time for that One is literally The letter of the alphabet Or Joe (laughs) Joe Um, But uh, as soon as they start They're in the same scene together That's when I started really, really feeling for for Joe Because he's his lapdog basically And for a moment he felt special And then you're kind of going Oh, this is nice This guy is actually special and then it's like, no, he's not. He's actually not like special at all. And then I'm like, was he designed by Wallace to basically track Decker down, knowing he would find him and then lead him to this? And like, did he know that memory was put in there and was going to lead him back to the... Me- like, you know what I mean? How much of how much of this movie is Kay's choice? I don't think any... Like, if you go a really dark route, this is probably... He just was doing things that he was told to do so they could find this person, you know? Yeah, I'm pretty... You get pretty sympathetic towards that character by the end. This is the first time I've had a sympathetic lead in a Blade Runner movie. I don't I don't find... Like, it's my favourite movie, but I don't... In, in 20 all. movies, it's the first time. <laughs> but I just don't relate to... Um, I, I don't ever feel no, sem- no, sympathy for him. I think it's hard watching a lot of um, Harrison He's not a character, Ford's like you stuff. said. Like, he's not and, a character. And, he's like a, a one-dimensional private dick. Yeah, totally. You know, and, and, at one, and at one point, his dick becomes quite public. It's very public dick. But this, I found Kay just, quite, yeah, really sympathetic towards, especially the end when, like, you see him stare at that large ad for this person who he's had this relationship with, and it's just like, like tells you what you want to hear and stuff like that. Like that's the slogan of the product. Totally. And you're just like this. This fucking idiot Pinocchio boy thought he was a real boy, and he's not. And now he's like even less real because there's an ad and like saying the things to him that he just heard, like they thought it was like an intimate conversation. Like, I just, I don't know, that really gutted me for some reason. Yeah. Well, also that tragic moment when, when, uh, his, uh, when love like breaks his. Yeah. 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 And also a weird moment, like the, such, such I love weird, you. Yeah, so, so crazy. And like weird visual moments, like when he's in San Diego and they shoot him with that awesome kite, which then like strikes yeah, lightning yeah, and yeah. everything just goes quiet. And it's quiet for like a minute, and then all you can hear is her like glitching, yeah. and the visual of her like going back and on the outside. It was amazing. Yeah, that was brilliant. It was so weird, and it was like part Fury. You know what this movie reminds me of? Fury Road. When this came, when that came out, people who really loved film loved it, but it didn't make that much. It wasn't like a. Oh, that was a hit, wasn't it? I think it was like a critical hit. Right, and I remember people like like a lot of the common thought was, oh, it's, there's nothing happens in it. They just drive for two hours. Yeah, right. And again, it's just that culture of like a cult movie coming back in as, as a form of a huge blockbuster i i think everybody is on the same page as us sometimes they're like everyone's like yeah this is exciting like a really important like cultural touchstone is coming back and it's being done really respectfully and the original creators involved but like 
people just don't care. I find like, and that's fine. But well, I think well, watching that, that movie, there were moments where I'm like, yeah, there's no way that like that this would be a movie. A, 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 like oh, you know, general public will hate this film who like it, have no knowledge because it is so it's slow. meandering. It's, yeah. this, is, the, the, and this to me is why I loved it. It's so meandering and so meticulous and. It's so restrained. Like this, the original one. You watch it, and the shots of Decker just flying around LA when nothing happens. That's in this as well. Yeah, like, because I feel like they take even longer with it. Yeah, it's like uh, like yeah. every every shot of anyone walking anywhere, you see their first step till. Their but I didn't last. want it like, to end. Yeah. I was every shot looked gorgeous. To, I was just like, man, this I could watch this on it at half speed, six hours, <laughs> and I'd get something out of it. So I hated Jared Leto. What but did you think of his? Like you know, his number one or whatever it was. Yeah, I liked her. Love was. I, I found it really. What's the name? Love. Love. I, I I liked. She was obviously a. This film's Roy, I guess. But I liked when she was. Again, it's interesting to me when you're seeing these um, replicants and when they develop their feelings. I guess if you could call it that. They 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 always become these like moody teenagers where she's like I'm the best one and there's like crying and yep. even when she stabs like Robin Wright and like she's like they get very emotional because it's again it's like they've only been alive for like a year or so and they've developed these emotions like super fast and so they're quite erratic and I like that she was like quite calm cool collected but had these moments of just crying and being weak and being like um, yeah being angry and stuff. Yeah, because you had no idea that she was going to be the bad guy so quickly. Not at or, all. Or as bad as she got as well. Like, yeah. I loved how restrained it was to, like, those little moments where you see, like, when you hear Deckard and Rachel's interview, like, for them to put that memory thing in, and he's yeah. like, fuck yeah, this is part of that same universe. Yeah. They're going here. Oh, when, shit. When love slashes Robin Wright and it cuts to the, the, them from outside yeah. of the window looking in. Awesome. And the sound mutes. That was, that was, yeah. that was inspired. It, I like that. It, it better. I, I guarantee. I think it's going to win a lot of technical awards at the Oscars. Like cinema. Like, if it doesn't win a cinematography Oscar, it, the, the world is fucked. Like, dude, Last Jedi trailer looks pretty good. There is no way Last Jedi is going to look anywhere near Absolutely as, as not. good. Oh, like, we'll, we'll come close. Uh, no, I don't think there's going to be a movie in ten years that looks as good as this. Maybe, like was, maybe his Dune. There were so many. Yeah, film. that's true. Yeah, but there, there was so many. Just like I can't. Stunning. Fuck. What do you reckon that though? The the, the box office success or lack of success of this movie so far means for his Dune. Do you reckon they'll th- throw less money at it, or <sighs> I reckon they'll make him cut it down. I reckon yeah. the length seems to be a problem. Right. Or they'll do a trilogy or something. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean. Again, this is it's still a critical darling. Like, it's still... Oh, yeah. Everyone, everyone's enjoying it. But I, I don't know. It depends. I mean, if, to me, in a perfect world, it wouldn't affect it because the movie company would be happy with a movie that's received critically. But as we've said before, like, these are commercial entities and they've got to make bank. And I don't know. I think it's going to win a lot of accolades, like sound design, editing, costumes. Yeah. Uh, least... Sorry, most subtle... Um, which in, by, by which I mean, like it was not subtle at all, but for them it was pretty subtle uh, uh, product placement for Sony. Yeah, the, totally. The uh, that weird uh, the, the holographic the jukebox. Thing. But I wanted one. Yeah, you wanted. I was watching it going yeah. like, oh, I want this immediately. <laughs> um, I, I I thought Dave Bautista, man, man. It, the Batista sense is my... Fa- I, like, I, I, I am... He's rise to fame. And oh, so he was the first dude? That's Drags, dude. Oh, fucking hell. I was wondering why I recognised him. How restrained him. Yeah, yeah. is he? He's so... He, he, that was an extremely strong first scene. No dialogue. Like, no sound. No music. Just... And I, I was expecting to see the flames again. I was expecting the first shot to be... I was like, ooh, we're seeing an eye. We're going to see it. And no, we're seeing these, like, weird protein farms out at, like, yep. Palm Springs or something. And Look, it has an extremely strong beginning. A, a very, very great final hour. Um, I was, like... I was... Man, how not, claustrophobic was, is that yeah. final... Like, the fight scene in the water and... Oh, yeah. And that the, was the so intense. Was, I knew, yeah, like, totally. no... I was, like... 
I thought they were all going to die. And it, I just loved, again, how restrained it was. Like, this is a movie where they could have had a fucking fight scene in the Neon City, like, because it would have been well, easy. And to... you kind of get one on the way, like, you know, when, when he takes the other two cars down. Totally. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's like, it's really quick and not showy at all. You don't all. know what's it's going like, on. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I'll... then it's in water and you don't really know oh, man, the where way, the water is. And you just kind of, it's dark and it's and kind what, of scary. They're, where they're even trying to get in the first place. Totally. Like, she, yeah, yeah. You see this thing in the distance. Like, we're too low. And I'll you don't really know what's going on. I love, like, one thing I heard, and it's so good. Um, Ridley Scott apparently was chatting to Denny about it and Denny, Denny mate. my mate Denny um, and the, he's like you never show off world and you never show like a factory of replicants he's just like you, this is Blade right like you just don't do that and he's yeah. like I'm so glad like these are the rules I got that's like, amazing you never show off like every movie shows off world totally like, this is about the scum and the shit that's stuck on earth yeah yeah definitely and every movie shows that the Terminator exoskeleton factory you know what I mean like don't yep. show that don't stuff show that. it's so boring I loved um Finding out that replicants have like bones and stuff. Like yeah, when totally. you see Rachel's bones and yeah. hair and stuff, like that was crazy. Yeah, the serial. And confirming that she was a Nexus Seven, like yeah, N7. totally, yeah, 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 amazing. Yeah. Look, so I overall loved it. Like I said, like you thought I, it was a good movie. You the beginning it? Was, I love the beginning. I love the ending. There was a moment in the middle where I fucking hated Jared Leto, and then now let his just his presence. The good thing about the length, I thought, is like. He is four percent of a three-hour movie. Yeah, but the, just his very presence put me in such a bad mood. It's so that, that, that The meandering parts after that, I was like, like extremely bored by. Sure. And it took a while for me to like for something to happen for me to, to get, get one back yeah, over. Exactly. Yeah, 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 no, I can understand that. Man, that's a risk. Like, studios need to stop putting dirt bags. Now that we've seen, like you just said earlier, with the Weinstein, the terrible shit that's come out. Like, this stuff is as transparent as it's not as transparent as it should be at all. But we know stuff now. Like, they could hide stuff for years. Yeah, pretty, like, you can't hide stuff You can stuff find anymore. stuff out pretty easily now about somebody being a dirtbag. And I'll tell you what, like, studios do need to be really, you know, careful about who they... Like, don't, no, no Casey Affleck. Do you want to no. feel great about like, an actor that I know you love? Um, uh, today, Roxanne Gay, um, yeah. who is an, an amazing uh, black gay awesome. writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, Roxanne Gay. She, uh, she wrote a... Um, sorry, she posted a photo, a selfie... With the one and only Channing Tatum, and it's just like the man, the man himself. Just Dude, like, just why like, isn't he playing a replicant in a fucking Blade Runner movie? He'd be a great yeah, replicant. Totally. Yeah. Oh my god. How funny that we we love him and neither of us have any interest in seeing Kingsman Golden Circle or the fuck it is. Yeah, and apparently he's only in it like Lido yeah. length, like he's like four yeah. minutes or something. Um, but just quickly, um, to, yeah. What do you think? So you a fan? Oh yeah, look, I really enjoyed the movie. I'm gonna I ask you a question. It could be a good thing to do um for our movie reviews rather than anything. Would you? Would you, would you ever watch again? Would you rent or buy? Is it a rent uh, or a buy? I know that I want to watch this with my wife and I want to watch it with my son eventually. So, so maybe, I'll, maybe I will buy this one, yeah. It's a buy for but me. There, there would, like, I, I think I've seen a lot of criticism about the way the movie treats women, um, but I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as the first movie. No. Well, not that that's an excuse, but I actually no, do, think, excuse, I do think I do think that some of, like, there are a lot of women in, in positions of power in this movie. and The most important character, the door, like the, the hope of the resistance is, is, totally. is a woman. Also, and at the, no point is she threatened and needs to be rescued by a man no. either. Like the biggest threat in the movie is, is a, a woman. woman. Love. Like, yeah, so I, I think... I thought that was a bit strange too. And also... One thing I know this isn't an excuse, but this is a dystopian future. Like, there's you know, sex is a product that's sold, and people For are sure. built to be sex robots. And but this I isn't thought like, like it Star acknowledged Trek its it presence was... without being as gross about it. It's the first movie. Oh, is. totally. Yeah. Like Star Trek's like utopian. Like Gene Roddenberry made Star Trek to be like, how crazy is this? There's a crew on a ship that's got a Russian. It almost sounds like a joke. Like a Russian, a Japanese, an American. You know, walk into a bar and it's utopian. Everyone's getting on together. We're all different 
races. This is to me dystopian means that like the shit that's bad now is now on neon signs like it's just a part of life like there's nudity about sexism and it's in the streets and it's getting sold to you and kids can see it yeah yeah and i think like it's to me that's it's it's, it's part of dystopian like it's high dystopian be it 1984 brave new world whatever that's always written as a cautionary tale for like a current time like that's no secret and it's just to me it's always holding a light up to a lot of social problems, cultural pro- cultural problems, ecological problems, and that's a dystopian for like you know maximizing it or turning it up to a hundred. Yeah, and that's to me, I think, is with dystopia. Like it's always ugly and it's gross. Like I don't want to. Much as I love these movies, I don't want to live. You there. don't want it in the mirror of your of your own world. Too I don't want much. It, but I, and I don't want to be there either. Yeah, like, totally. I, I never want to watch this going like fuck yeah. I want to be in that rainy ass. The one LA. The, the one criticism that I do definitely agree with though is the the lack of Asian faces and characters sure. in this in this movie was a bit alarming given how much like Japanese text we see, you know, like, true. There's Japanese text without any Japanese people in the cast to read it. It's true. You know but I, I also think like this is just like LA. It's like there's a whole world there Japanese people in LA. It's true. But also we didn't yeah, see yeah. a lot of characters. I'm not trying to apologize for it, but I'm just like, you know what, like it's a, it's a dist- we don't know what's happening. When it's something looks as future. Asian as this does, though, like it is, like it does. You know, what do people like? What do I think when I hear that? Like, are people supposed to like just give a chunk of the box office earnings to a country that? They're no, but I mean, include it? include the people whose culture you're 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 taking influence from is like no, that's true. I, yeah, I, see it. I do get that, but yeah. I also think like it's it's fictional and it's not like. In th- two years, our world is not going to be like the world in the first Blade Runner, nor is our twenty. 20- 42 no, I know, players. totally, I know, but I mean, it's just like, I, I mean, not even from a film point of view, but from a point of view of the, what, what the people are making, True. you, know, no, you, don't, you, you don't get you don't get the world of Blade Runner without all of the True. Japanese uh, comics and stories and, and, yeah. and animation and films that influenced it, and to have a, have a movie of this scale and of this budget that doesn't include any Japanese actors or Asian actors, that was, like, just that was, that was a bit disappointing for me. Yeah, no, I actually, I do, I do see that, but also, like, I'm, like there was a lot of different voices and accents that we do. Like, it's getting there. Like, For there's sure. a lot of... Like, like it, was, it was yeah. a multicultural But, like, you know, my, my favourite scene in the first Blade Runner is when Harrison Ford gets noodles. Totally. And I, like, you know, I know... And that's that, a pretty bad caricature, too. He says Blade... Uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. What's, what's worse? But, I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, that again, it's, it's an of-its-time scene, mm. but I would have... I don't know. I, 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 that, that's one of the few scenes that was, like, an absolute standout moment of that movie sure. for me. Um, well, so most yeah. of these characters, I mean, I don't know, most of these characters we saw besides like Robin Wright and a few people are replicants. Like, is that a, is it a commentary being like, yeah, look, who knows? Aryan, perfect looking. Someone, you made the joke about um, uh, all, all the Asian people uh, getting sick of all these white people and their replicants that are having world. sex with. So that they're all the ones that have gone off world Yeah, to, no, a, to escape us. It would have been nice to see, I think, like some different colors, definitely. Because if, if we're to believe that this is like a... Los Angeles is like the melting pot hell of what's left of Earth. Yep. There's going to be a lot more um, different looking. Yeah. So, look, other than that, like... I, I mean, I, then, I really... that, that can, I can, you can basically say that for every movie as well. Of course, yeah. But, like, they, like not, not, but not every movie is a direct influence, oh, totally. definitely influence from Japanese like, Jap- culture like this one is. Totally. Yeah. Um, I guess I actually have to run uh, to, make a, uh, to make, a, make a train, but I could talk about this for hours with you. Yeah. And maybe we will in the future. Look, Blade Runner 2079... Have a few more Asian people in it. <laughs> Maybe make it a little shorter. Yep. 
I'll see you there. No Jared Leto. No Jared Leto. Or just have him, his character in the first, or Gets just his killed. corpse. Yeah. The corpse of his, his character. His bones. Perfect. In I love the new it. One. I love it. Thank you so They're much. They're just the notes we've got. They're the studio notes. You so can... you, you enjoyed it. I did enjoy I did, it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I, th- I think I can now say after two viewings. Let us know if you enjoy it. Like, um, it's weird. This year I've had a new Blade Runner film and, like, high budget and a high budget third season of Twin Peaks like it's this weird year it's amazing it's just like this shit that so as I loved as a teenager and stuff it's yep. it's coming back in style uh, just don't mention the Power Rangers movie oh, I was never a Power Rangers fan was um, it this year? yeah it was yeah wow Maybe it was. Maybe it was last year. I can't remember. Bill oh, Hader. Anyway. Rare misstep. Uh, find us online. Facebook.com slash HeyFanPodcast. Let us know if you enjoyed Blade Runner 2049. Um, and, uh, go to Patreon you, as well. Patreon.com yeah, Patreon. slash HeyFam. HeyFanPodcast. Podcast. Oh, no. It's just HeyFam. It's just HeyFam. Hey, hey, we fam, fucked yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, should I change it? <laughs> no. Know, whatever. Patreon.com slash HeyFam. No one's going to URLs. They're going to Google and they're punching in yeah, HeyFam. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and... Uh, we're doing that live show. Check out Planet Bcast- planetbcasting.com for all the details for that. And we actually started a Planet Broadcasting Facebook group, which I'm running. He's uh, right. This guy's face- just... Facebook.com slash group wasn't slash busy enough. Planet Broadcasting. Come talk about the movie with us there. Thank you so much for listening, Angus. Hey, fam. Thank you. Oh, thanks for being here. Look, love to be here and talk about Blade Runner with hey, my me pal. Me too, buddy. Enjoy your morning. Enjoy it. Hey! Bam, bam, bam. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 